Welcome to episode five of Past Life, Present Power with Derek Jameson. In this episode, we meet with Alessandra Torresani, who is an actress, the host of Emotional Support Podcast, and mental health and illness spokesperson. She talks about our connection in past lives. She talks about witches, a little bit of a ghost story here and there, and the magic that came from her regression with me. I cannot wait for you to dive in to see how her past lives have affected her life, her family, and her career. Join us now. Hi, Alessandra. I'm so Hi. excited for you to be here today. This is like one of my favorite regressions I've ever done. First of all, you're just oh. so much fun and everything that came through. We know we have past life connections. We've talked about yeah. before on your podcast. And I am just so excited to dig in with you and get people to know you uh, for who you are, the power you possess, and the magic that came forward in your regression. There's so much magic. <laughs> literally magic literally well i want you to tell us a little bit about who you are what you do where you're from just right. a little bit about yourself well i'm originally from the bay area as you are as well yes yes um and i moved to la between like nine to eleven we would go back and forth for for acting um because i was a kid actor um but i am an actress and i also host a podcast that i created called emotional support which you were a guest on and it was so much fun um we have to do like a part two because i feel like that was forever ago it was before we even had met in person so so we have to do another one. Um, and I am a mom. So I have a five week old and I feel like a haggard old mess right now. So I'm excited to put mascara on and have an excuse to um, look my finest. So if you hear a baby in the background, that's just uh, my little lady. Um, and I'm excited. And I, I really, you know, I feel I feel very in tune and in touch with psychic abilities. I always have been my entire family has as well. And so whenever I meet others who I feel that connection with, there's that immediate bond. Um, I even feel, I, I talked about it with Matthew Lewis before when he was on my podcast on how we feel so connected to past lives that we bring our past lives into our work as, as actors. Um, and I think that it really just makes things like that much deeper and that much more intense. Now you have some really interesting stories that you have told me about these different connections that you have, yeah. uh, even down to the apartment that you lived in in West Hollywood at one point. And like, do you want to just, just give people a little taste of the yeah. things you have experienced? Totally, totally. You know, it's so funny because I was just with my family um, in San Diego and we were talking about, how when I was a little kid, I used to see things all the time and, and feel things all the time. And the biggest thing that happened to me when I was a kid is I was about, God, I had just started talking. So however old that is, maybe like 
I think I was like two, they told me when I started talking about this particular thing is I would say that I came from Africa um, with my mom and my cousin Mariah. And I would tell them all about the past lives and I would talk about Egypt. And what was so wild is my cousin Mariah and I are 10 years exactly um, and two days apart. Um, and when she was that age, she would tell everyone that she came from Africa with my mother. Um, and she never remembered saying this. So it's not something that she ever told me. And it was so clear to the adults in the family being like, oh my gosh, that is a past life that they had. And for me, I was so obsessed with everything in Egypt. And I find myself connected to people who feel that same, you know, connection to Egypt, that, that, that same like passion. And, you know, both you and I have bonded over the fact that the Egyptian museum was, it was the Egyptian museum was in San Jose, which was up North. And I would go there all the time as a kid. And it was one of those things where I would go to the museum and there would be certain artifacts or um, certain, you know, um, tombs and uh, like, you know, stuff from the tombs and stuff where I would be like, oh, I know that. And I couldn't explain why, because mm -hmm. I was not a history buff. Like, don't get me started. I didn't care about any world war, whatever, or anything like that. It was specifically Egypt and the culture. And I just feel this, this connection to it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, all the time, I mean, still to this day, I mean, I was talking earlier to you about how in my daughter's nursery, the lights constantly flicker. Um, and I, you know, will always say, welcome, sweet spirits. If you're not sweet, you're not welcomed here today. <laughs> Get out, <laughs> be gone. Um, but yeah, and I, I've lived in many places where they've been haunted and and stories of, of Howard Hughes was in a building of mine. Um, that was his building that he used to live in. And there was a story and I'd always feel the elevator was very haunted and I'd feel this female energy. Well, I had found out that years later, his mistress had actually said to him, you marry me or I'm jumping out of the elevator. And she jumped out of the elevator. Shaft. Oh my God. Um, so like weird stuff like that, like the apartment you're talking about in West Hollywood. Um, I knew that there was someone that was living in the bottom floor and I had communicated through cell phones. Sounds super weird, um, but that's how I did it with another person who came to help me channel and we released him. And I did not know that the man that I was talking to who was dressed in a 1920s tuxedo with his violin was the man that I had released. And it was just like, so bizarre. Like there's so much stuff has happened. That's a great episode. I actually talk about the whole story um, with Shira Lazar. Remember Shira? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. Shira. Um, so check that episode out on emotional support because it's like 30 minutes long. It's like crazy. Yeah. Um, but but always there's always a connection. And I feel like I it, it's ne there's never been a situation particularly where I've been scared, except for one time um, I was living. Uh, I was 15 years old living with my my parents. They were still together at the time. And I had woken up to um, uh, just, I, I felt something at the end of the bed 
I'm like going on all these stories, but I had felt something at the end of the bed and I had looked up and I was wide awake. I was not dreaming. And there was a man who was like six foot, like nine. And he had a brimmed hat on that was super big and a trench coat and no face. It was just black. Um, So I knew it was not a burglar. I knew it wasn't a real person, but it was an entity, but I didn't know who it was. And I just watched him for a bit. And then I had like a sleigh bed, but it was like a padded sleigh bed. Um, So the reason why this will make sense, I'll tell you in a second. He leaned over the sleigh bed and started crawling up towards me. And I kicked as hard as I could. And I said, get out. And I was screaming for my parents to the point where I had to call them on the cell phone because they were in the upstairs. They didn't hear me. It was like dead silence. And like, you can hear everything in this house. Um, And they came downstairs and I was like, there was a man, there was a man, there was a man. I woke up the next morning and I had a bruise. The whole bottom of my foot was completely bruised, which would be impossible because even if I kicked as hard as I could on the sleigh bed, there's no way that with the padding, I ever would have had this bruise, but it was him. Um, And weird things would always happen in the house with garage doors opening and closing. And it was, uh, it creeps me out because I'm 35 years old and 20 years later, I still can remember every moment of him crawling on the bed. (laughs) I know. Sounds like my last Tuesday night. (laughs) Sounds like my last Tuesday. It was a wild, a wild Tuesday night. But yeah, so all those things happen. So, you know, I'm just touched. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you bring up an interesting point about the lights flickering as well, because before um, you even gave birth, there was right. a lot of connection spiritually. And you yeah. had, I had, got, I was just leaving the Getty Villa Museum where right. I was looking at the different ancient Greek artifacts. And then we had a connect, we just got to meet up. And it was just such an insane uh, uh, sequence of events that took place, even with that coming oh. through. Before, I mean, totally. And I think that, you know, it's interesting. I came to my mom um, a couple of years before I was conceived. Um, and I came to her as a kind of a toddler. Um, and it was literally the same baby. It was just crazy. Um, and she knew that I was coming. And, you know, my daughter, Lady, came to me a couple of years ago as a toddler. And I just, I remembered everything about her. And so when she came, I was like, when she was born, I just, I, I felt like it's so crazy. Cause I know everyone's like, oh yeah. Like, you know, your child, like, it's not that I know my child. It's like, I could see, like, she looks into your soul and like, you're like, I've been bad. I know. Yeah. I know. Don't judge me. Like I'm trying to be better. Like she literally <laughs> reads your soul. Like, I've been I'm watching sorry. you. <laughs> She's like, I know what you did last summer. Like, I know, I know it was bad. I know, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so incredible. You make me want to have like a night <clears throat> where like, I'm like, oh, this totally inspires me. Like a ghost story night or a, like a paranormal yes. night where we all sit around and everybody gets to like tell <sighs> a story that they choose. Ooh, Doesn't that would that be sound so awesome? much fun. Because the people that we know have insane incredible stories and everybody's so so trustworthy so we know it's not a fabrication so it's not no it's not woo woo and we're all actors so we can we can even sell the story that much yeah (laughs) (laughs) amazing well you know what so speaking of us being in san jose 
living in San Jose where they have the Egyptian museum, that is like, no, they chose San Jose to put the Rosicrucian so Orders Museum there. And the fact that there's also the Fry's Electronics, which is all ancient Egyptian. Let When that, the height of ancient Egyptian civilization with its technologies and the height of spirituality. And we look at San Jose and the Silicon Valley as being Mm -hmm. where all this tech has been birthed and exploding. We're looking at this timeline convergence of how we take the energy. Do we, do do people move in a way of self-service again and hoarding and power? Or do we share that beautiful wealth of knowledge, information, and technology. So I don't think it's any chance that you and I were born and grew up in that area. In that world. Yeah. And, and there was the West or oh, the Winchester Mystery House, which you worked out. Oh, yeah. With my maroon and blue pants. <laughs> it's literally been Xander in my dream. I forgot to tell him that you worked there because it was Xander, my best friend Xander. Um, he's from the Bay Area as well, too. And it was always our dream to like go back as an adult and go and do like the midnight candlelight tour. Like, yeah. ooh, you know, we gotta do that. We gotta make a trip out there. Oh, yeah. For Is it sure. too soon to take a five week old to like <laughs> a mystery not, tour? Not that. Not that five one. Not that one. Yeah. She is ready. <laughs> She's like, I'm turned on. I'll have my my forks ready. She goes, I'm ready. <laughs> so past lives. Yes. Let's get into it. Why did you want to get a past life regression? What did that even like? Why were you interested in having one of those? I think what's really cool is you and I met so serendipitously through Clubhouse and through this like random time in our life, right? COVID, (laughs) isolation, connection. What are the odds that you were on this app? I was on this app. We found each other. We bonded. Anyways, I had you on my podcast. I always wanted to do a past life regression. Always, like since the beginning, because I've always wanted to learn more about it because I've had psychics and, you know, channelers that have told me certain things about me. Um, But I've always wanted to find like a deeper connection. And I had interviewed you and I thought you were so incredible. And I was like, oh my God, this is so great. But I really felt called to do it because there was a part of me that felt called to be a mom. And I didn't know if it was like, oh, well, time is you know, ticking and I'm in my mid thirties. I didn't know what it was, but there was something about it where I was like, I need to have some sort of, I don't know if I was looking for closure or if I was looking for an openness or a realization or something. I just felt there were questions that needed to be answered, but I didn't know what the questions were. Um, And so I had said to you, I said, okay, you know what? I'm ready to do this past life regression. Let's go for it. Like I'm going to change everything. And it was also at the point when I had decided, okay, if I'm going to have a baby, I'm going to have to start weaning off my medication, you know, for my bipolar disorder. Like there were certain things that certain aspects I was going to start to do once I had made that decision. So I think for me, this was kind of like the decision of I need to go inside the past and inside my head to really decide what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it was that called me, why it was that particular you know day, but I was like, what do you have available this week? <laughs> it was like very fast. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I felt called because there was this feeling inside me that was very maternal, but I didn't know what it meant particularly. 
And that's interesting because the past life, uh, the past lives that you saw, I do know, I even had, like looked at my notes again before we met. Uh, I mean, I can remember what happened, but um, it's there's certain words and things that I write down that are just mm. such key components, even to that first life that you woke up into as, as, a, as a kid, as a baby, yeah, right? right? With the mothers, the mother so energies weird. around, not, yes. we didn't know where that was going. Yeah. But there is this energy of motherhood, of nurturing mm -hmm. and baby. Mm -hmm. So straight off the bat, but it turned the way it unfolds is just such an interesting experience, right? It's so great. And you know what I think was the coolest experience about the passive regression? And I don't know if other people experience this, but I've only listened to it once afterwards. And I listened to it with Sturgis, my husband. And what he noticed, and what I obviously noticed is my voice changed with every, you know, life. And I think that that's what's so wild because I didn't remember that, you know, and I was never fully, I would say, blacked out, but it also went by so much faster than I thought it was. I thought I was out for like 10 minutes and you're like, no, it was like an hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. how did that happen? You know? And I don't know if other people experience that, but that's certainly like what I felt during my time when I was in the other world. Well, you make a good point because when you're working in the re the true reality, which is the quantum reality, um, right. some in modern science and physics, we're looking at the unified field where everything yeah. exists all at once. It's all happening at once. We're just our vibration is the key to receiving specific information sure. that we need. So as you're doing that, you there where where we're going in infinite time, we're moving right. into a space of infinite time, yeah. and so as we're moving into that space, you're experiencing infinite mm -hmm. time where it doesn't really exist. It's all at once. Right. So you're able to tap into these lives uh, that you exist in mm -hmm. um, based off of that frequency. And you realize that there really is no time because time flies when you're having fun. Simple phrases like that say, speak volumes so of what it actually then. is. Yeah. When your vibration is so high and in a higher level of consciousness, forget about there, it. You, there's no time. You're yeah. just in it. You can't even tell what's going on. You're yep. just going for it. No, it's so true. And that's how I felt like it went by so fast. And, and I, I specifically remember so much about every past life still to this moment. It's bizarre. So what, I don't remember anything. Right. What did, what did come forward for you that stands out to you now that you would like to share and why did you see that? Or why do you think you had to be shown what, whatever it was? Well, I think the first life that, that, that I experienced, right. That we went back to experience, um, involved, um, the witches, which we thought were, um, you know, it was interesting. It was, it was me experiencing them as almost like mothers. Um, and that's where I was as a baby. Um, and it started from baby to being in diapers, but being a little boy to then going all the way to old age. And that was like, what was so wild about that particular life is that I saw different stages of that person, right? That, that human. Um, but it was interesting because I think what I took from the witches was we didn't know where they were, right? We didn't know if it was Salem. We didn't know if it was in England. We weren't quite sure of where it was. 
But what we did learn throughout this whole thing and then going back and like doing our research was I never saw them be burned at the stake. I never saw that. Um, And I was very clear in that dream. I mean, in that regression that I didn't believe that they were burned at the stake. Now, I know nothing about the witches. Like, I know the witches of Eastwick. You know what I mean? Like, really funny. <laughs> like, but I wasn't really like a witch person. Like, that wasn't my thing. Like, I'm witchy myself. Like, but I wouldn't say like that was something that I've done research on, you know, even though I'm a Halloween buff, that was not my my forte. Um, but what was interesting, when we went back to look, we learned that they actually weren't burned at the stake, that that was a complete fabrication. And that was just a story that someone had created to make it sound more dramatic than it was. They actually um, were hung, um, which is so, you know, grim and so, so sad. And I think that for me, I learned so much and it was all about this potion that the witches had made. I took that potion with me across the seas to a small village, which we don't know where it was, but it was a small village that was not in touch with, with, you know, the world. Mm -hmm. And it needed that, that potion to mix with their potion to release spirits. So I think that like, that was like maybe my way of helping out the world that it's that, that it was like, kind of like, not like, oh my God, helping out the world. That sounded very ego, egotistical. I mean it in the sense where it's not just you that can change the world, right? You are one piece. You need to find the other person that can help you, right? You always need a partner. You always need someone that can be there. You can't do it alone. Um, and I think that that's kind of what I, what I, what I learned from that life was that you can't do things alone. I also learned that, you know, you think that something may be bad, right? You think, oh, witches, they're evil, the witchcraft. And if anything, it was, they were the ones that, that needed saving. They were beautiful and they were just trying to help out others. And if it wasn't for their potion, we wouldn't be able to help these people that were lost, that needed the help that they, they needed. Um, I just repeated myself. That's a mom brain for you. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, so I think that that's kind of what I took from that. I don't know if that's right or if that's wrong, but I, uh, I also know that Peewee was with me in that, that dream Oh yeah. in that past life. He was my toad. There was one particular toad that was in the cage that was that I had like gravitated towards. And this toad went with me from like baby on um, and, and literally like sat like heartbeat, heartbeat connection. And I knew in that past life, I was like, oh, Peewee's the toad, Peewee's the toad, because I have such a deep connection to him. Mm. And we have such a, we have lived so many lives, like he's an old soul as well. and so I, it was just this moment of like, how bizarre. So whenever I see a toad, you know, now I, I just, I'm not like, ew, gross. I'm like, oh, it's peewee. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, 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 it's this being connection and that to know that he and I have experienced so much and so many different lives together, I think was so um, beautiful and, and wonderful, you know, to see. And also what's weird is now I, I'm thinking about this. We talk about the witches, right? You said there were, we had three witches. You said there were three women in your dream with Pee Wee and I. Oh yeah. Oh my. Okay. So here's an even crazier. So my mom, right. um, Her. Okay. 
how am I going to make this sound like not ancestral? Cause it always sounds ancestral. My grandmother had a younger sister and my grandpa had a younger brother. So brothers married sisters. So my grandma married my grandpa and her younger sister married his younger brother. So we are, I have double cousins like on, on both sides. So my mom's double first cousin is, are, are two women. And they're like my aunts. I've always called them my aunts. I don't know any different, like even though we're double cousins, like that's how I've always felt them. And so I've always laughed that, you know, they're like the three witches, like after this experience, like I've always said, they're the three witches. So it's so bizarre that you would see these three women in your dream because it would represent my mom and, and Sandy and Paula. Yeah. That is so, I didn't even think about, all I remember is that that whole, it was like a tie, just so people that are watching, listening, it's like, there was a, it was like two days ago, I had a dream, you were, we were in a Thailand kind of, there was a Thai building, a beautiful with lights and everything yeah. on it. And we got on a boat and there was three other women, r- women sitting on the boat and Pee Wee was there at the back of the boat. Guiding looking us. Out. Yeah. Just looking out. Yeah. And, and it was just, and then I don't remember what we talked about. I was just concerned about Pee Wee falling out of the back <laughs> of the boat. <laughs> And I was like, he's got this. So that I didn't even, that's probably why I didn't even tell you when it happened. Yeah. And it just came up today, right before we got yeah. on. Wow. So, and, and there's significance in, in three, like I always feel protected by three. And, and for instance, like at, uh, uh, my daughter was born at three 30 AM. Right. Um, and at three 30 AM, exactly on the mark, my, my, Cousin Sandy, what the the leader of the witches, <laughs> and that Sandy had texted my mom and said, "How's it going? Is baby here yet?" Like exactly at three thirty a.m., um, and she would not be up. You know what I right. mean? Like she knew I was in labor, but was not like texting every five minutes. Like it was just very bizarre. Wow. Um, and and we're very connected. All the women in our life were very connected. Um, and her mother and my grandmother always come through electricity, and they always come through spirits. And I I saw my first ghost at at Sandy's house. It was a dog. Um, it was a little poodle. Thank goodness. And it would go back and forth. Thank goodness that's your first time seeing a ghost. (laughs) It was a poodle, a little poodle. Um, But, you know, so there's some significance there of like, wow, these the the power of the three protectors always have been there throughout every life, you know, in some way or another. That's so incredible. So you bring up a really good point of this correlation between Pee Wee and the toad the your family members and these witches these three women um you bring up a really good point of how people in our current lifetime show up and sometimes people yeah. don't see them in past lives and then sometimes they, they do. Are, it's necessary for them to see them in past lives so you had multiple experiences where you did see you know people in the past life there was one and you can like kind of talk about a little bit about why there yeah. might have been a conflict what with somebody that is in your past. Um, oh yeah, sure. And how that from that lifetime and, and and why you would see that you had a conflict with this person in that lifetime, how they relate to this time. You can just talk a little bit. Are you talking about the one where I was protesting? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that was a that was really crazy too. I forgot about that one. That's crazy. Yeah, there there was one where I was um and it's so funny because you know you you I have no connection to 
um, the seventies, that era. I really don't have a connection to that. Um, I, I like and appreciate the disco music, like the gay in me loves that. You know what I mean? Like the gay yeah. man, I'm like, yes, Donna Summer. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't have a connection like to the hippie times and the Beatles and like all of that. That's just not really my vibe. I like feel like there was some sort of life for me that happened like Elvis days and then like it cut off, like then Motown and all that. And then we're done. Um, but anyways, long story short, it was a very short sequence, right? This was the shortest of all of them. And I remember I was crossing, was I crossing a bridge or something? I can't remember, but it was a protest. And I was out protesting and, and trying to stop the war. I was against the war. Um, and this person that I have a conflict with, I had looked over and recognized that person as being the soldier. And the soldier did not want to shoot me, but was told you have to do this and shot me and killed me. And it was the first time I experienced death so viscerally where I was like, and it was not like an immediate death. It was like a, it was like a very long, like, and I had looked back at that person and been like, wow, you are regretting everything that you're doing, but I have to accept that this is happening because this is not about me right now. This is about you and like you going against your feelings. And it was so weird because I'm not close with this person. Like there's, it's not like this is like, oh, my best friend that like turned against me. Like, but it was so bizarre that I knew who this person was in that short amount of interaction and that short amount of like disdain for one another Yeah, where I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is why you don't like me in this life. And you can say that you do, but I know why yeah. like, I know exactly what happened because you don't want to face what you fucking did to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't yeah. want to face it. It was so, it was so bizarre because it's not something, like I said, it's not a best friend. It's not someone that's on my mind. Like, like it was just like, I knew like, oh, wow. So that's the reason why you, th there's hatred. Okay, cool. Isn't it interesting? We, it like We closed it. That's yeah. how you know, also, when you don't, it's not even in your frame of awareness, you wouldn't even pull something forward. No. Like it's something you feel almost disconnected to. That's the only way that we can get experiential proof that like, okay, yeah. I'm not making this up because why would I even think of that? Like that wouldn't even be a thing. And right? I was a man. Yeah. And I was a man too. I was a man. I remember that. And I had bell bottoms on like, and I had a vest on, like I had like and no shirt, like just a vest. Like I was like feeling myself like <laughs> real cool. Like, and I, and, and also like, mind you, I'm not someone that's over there, like protesting anti-war on a daily basis. It's not like that's in me as, in, as well. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's not like I was just like projecting like who I am. It's quite opposite. And I mean, not quite opposite, but I mean, like, it's quite opposite, like me, like not feeling like connected to the seventies, like none of that, like, sure. but then it kind of all makes sense. Right. Like I'm not connected because like, I've had a bad experience, like, and I don't want to feel connected to that. It wasn't yeah. a magical experience, you know, um, where I found in another life that we went through, you know, I feel a connection to London. Like, I don't understand why I don't live there now. Like, I'm like, why can't I live there right this moment? Like that's, I feel at I feel more at home there than I do anywhere. Mm. Um, and one of my past lives happened there. 
And we were laughing because there, there was so much, there was like mothers and sisters and once again, lots of female energy around me. And I had talked to, and I knew that the man that was with me, who was my partner, who I was very clear in my past life talking about, I said, he's my partner. And you said, is this your, your boyfriend? Is this your husband? Like you asked questions. And I said, nope, he's my partner. He's my partner, partner, partner. We're together, but he's my partner. And I remember I was writing a book and you know, for those who know me, I'm not the most, um, you know, avid of, of literature of, of, you know, <laughs> you know, like I love to read, like when it comes to ET type stuff and like cool Egyptian things and mental health. And I was a big reader. Um, interesting enough, when I was pregnant, I felt really drawn to reading, um, a lot, um, which was interesting because it felt like maybe a connection to her, maybe that's mm-hmm. something she enjoys. So that's why I did it. Um, but I remember I was writing a book and I felt I was coming out of this carriage and I was walking down and my partner, this male partner who I knew was Sturgis was my husband. I could feel it. Um, I even said it to you. It was him. Um, but it did not look like him. He walked me down and he was like, you know, this is it. Like, I can't believe you did it. And I remember I was going to meet the queen because she was a fan of my book and it had just been released. And it was like the big release party and people were screaming my name and the name kept going over and over and over. And you're like, what's the name? What's the name? And I was like, Jane, Jane, Jane. And I don't know, fucking Jane. (laughs) And I, got out and we, we went through the, you know, the aspects of the dream afterwards. And I go, Oh my God, no, I was Jane Austen. And it was the weirdest experience because I'm not familiar with Jane Austen enough to like, be like, I think I read Emma in school because I had to, and I read <laughs> Pride and Prejudice in school because I had to, but I, I, I never was like, an avid Jane Austen fan. I mean, never in a million years would I think. And we were like, oh, okay, we should look up, you know, who her husband was. She never had a husband, but she had a partner. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, what are you talking about? Like, Derek, what happened? Like, (laughs) what happened? You know, and it was so incredible because the, the, the past life started with me looking onto my mother who I did not have a connection with, who I did not feel was my current mother in this lifetime. I, I, and I was at the edge of her bed and I was watching her pass. And then it ended with me being in the bed with my daughter watching me pass. And it was just like this, like full closure. And I think that was what was so beautiful about all of the, 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 the past lives is I saw a beginning and an end except for the one where I was protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw the beginning and the end. So I felt like a closure and I felt this like beauty. And now I'm like, Oh my God, it's my daughter who was at the end of the bed. You know? Mm-hmm. So, it's, so it's, it's, it's wonderful. And it was like this beautiful experience. So I don't know. It's so incredible. It's so cool. And, I want to do more. I know. It's like every, that's why the nuances of, of the things that come through and the fact that you use specific words like partner, but you were very adamant about partner. You're like, no, it's yeah. not. You're like, like, we're not married. Partner, partner. And so 
you, it was very, and that's why when you get that deep into a regression and you go that deep in your conscious mind is out of the way, there's a moment that people click over where they're saying things that they wouldn't normally say. They're using totally. words specifically. When I saw one, I kept saying, I'm so fancy. I'm so fancy. Yes, right. I remember you doing I am that. so fancy. And I just couldn't stop saying it. And I was like, I literally don't use that word. Yeah. So I, I know what it's like when we're saying things out in the aftermath, we're like, oh my God, that's so weird. And I sound different. Right. right. So you just can't explain it. And people will not be able to fully understand that haven't had their own experience. Mm -hmm. Just like everything in our lifetime, it's made to be experienced. No one can ever give you a book, have you read the book and have you get it. It is simply no. something you must You have to experience through. it. And also I will say too, like I you know, we've talked this whole episode, how obsessed I am with Egypt and I feel a connection yet. My past life regression did not take me to Egypt, which was interesting, you know? So it's like things that you think you are not usually going to experience. It's stuff right. that's like abnormal and bizarre. And just like, what? Like, how did, like, how did this happen? Like mm -hmm. the witches, like, what? You know, like these things. And that's what makes it even more, dare I say, magical, you yeah. know? And, and so how, you know, you're living a current life where you're a host of your podcast. You've been an actress for so many years on really successful TV shows. You're such a, you really have pulled through this energy, like as a leader, like Jane Austen was in her creations. You right. really, it does, it makes sense why that would be, why you would be doing what you do today and showing right. you that this comes from past lifetimes where you were more upfront and things. How do you think seeing a past life, the information that comes forward, the realizations you come to, uh, how do you think it benefits or wor how it works with your career or the things you're wanting to do? Oh my gosh. For so many reasons. I mean, afterwards when I, when I was like, oh my gosh, I was an author. That's so cool to write a book. Right. It made me like, remember, like, you know, I always wanted my mom to write a book, to, to write a book about the experience of being a mother dealing with a child with mental illness. And I always like pushed that on her to be, they say, you know, I don't remember a lot of things. This is something that you should talk about, you know, and you should share with other, you know, parents. But it, after that, you know, experience, I wanted to write things down more. I wanted to, I thought, you know, maybe I won't be an author, but I feel and like have this like need to like write stuff down right now. Um, and I started writing way more, especially when I was pregnant, I was writing nonstop, mm. like just my thoughts. And they were very dark thoughts and very like upsetting thoughts, but I would write them down because I thought, you know what, these are important things. Um, and I also felt, you know, yes, I have a podcast, but for me that I was treating it as like my audio diary, because for me, I am able to express more with my words by speaking them out loud, by not thinking before, if I write, sometimes I think, and I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't want that. And I exit out, you know, yeah. where I was like, Oh, wow. I'm really happy that I'm doing this quote unquote audio diary for my daughter, because she's probably going to think it's like not cool at all, but eventually like we'll go back and listen to the experience and truthfully, like 
I was very candid and very honest about my experience of a pregnancy. And if it's something that she goes through when she's older and she decides to have a child and she may live with bipolar disorder, may not, you know, maybe there's certain things that could help her. It's like a way it's a, it's a keepsake, right? It's, it's something to have, right. It's something that's like tangible in the sense, you know what I mean? Like audio tangible, but. Um, so I think like that's a perfect example of, of what it is. Um, you know, also with the, the dream about the witches is, you know, it came to, it talked about an invention and, and, and I had learned that I was like building a ship, right. That was what I wanted to do. And, and to get, I needed to build the ship to be able to get the potion to the other potion, you know, to, to release the spirits and realizing that, you know, maybe, life is not just about what you want. It's about how you can help others um, and really being creative and inventive and do something different that you didn't think you ever could do before and take that giant step and take that giant leap. Um, so maybe that means for me, you know, steering away from acting and, and taking a leap at something I've always wanted to do, but I maybe had been too scared to do, whether that be like directing or, you know, creating an app, I don't know, like something, you know? So I think that there are little aspects that you can take from it and, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Even if you're like, I don't believe any of this, like, okay, you don't have to believe it, but there were certain things that kind of taught me and gave me the kind of confidence to know, okay, I, I have been capable of doing this before I'm capable of doing it again. Yeah. It really, um, empowers you. It really empowers you. And you look at, uh, it's, it's a way of stepping back from Alessandra's life and looking at Alessandra from a higher perspective, your higher self perspective and, and seeing that she went through or is moving through the same, these other characters of you are moving through, right similar conditions with the same energy and when you see it in a different way you realize that it's all part of the gift and the process within it and you can take those gems that are within it and then they layer in over the years so as you go through years like my past life regression the last thing where i was saying the fancy thing i didn't realize that that was in the town that i now live in Right, which and, is and so wild. Until I walked into the store and I was like, why do I feel this space? And then I walked into the store and I saw the actual horse that had that I put my little son on. And right. I was, I yelled at the practitioner because she tried to move my ass to the next scene. And I said, no, I was like, I was no, like, I'm, I'm not watching ready. my son. He is on the horse. You need to leave me here. And I was just like this woman that was like, no, I was very adamant about this horse. And then I see the horse in the store. Not only that, I see a very specific other ride sitting right in front of it. It was like historical things inside the shop. And right before it, the number 22 showed up and I was like, oh my God. I was like, and then it like broke me open. So these things, these signs, the things you see in these visions literally have more layers to come for you. It's simply like the seed that's planted before you can actually see. Oh, and I think that you, I mean, we did the past life regression probably a year and a half ago, and I still feel, you know, so many different connections and so many different like, oh, oh, that reminds me of the dream. Like yeah. that, and it wasn't a dream. Like it was my past life. Like there's certain things that will remind you throughout the time that you think you, and you know, you'd think you'd forget all the details. Like, 
it's so it's, it's like a memory so yeah, like yeah it's like just in my head yeah you can't I can't erase the pictures I saw when I first did it even when I was kind mm-hmm. of judging it at the first thing right. I was like I, I was like I can't erase it it's like you know the clarity of it after and it's imprinted in your mind and you cannot escape it no, it's like it's just there it's yeah. bizarre it's yeah. bizarre but amazing you know what I mean yeah. and like I'm so grateful that I did it it's something that I um I'm like getting something out of my eye. So the people watching the video are going to be like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> um, it's a past life thing. I don't know. Um, but no, I, I can't wait to go back and do it again um, because I'd be so curious. And, and I think the other thing that you do that I don't know if you talk about, um, but you have you write a list of questions that you have your subconscious kind of answer. And, you know, I sometimes go back and look at those questions everything I've done, like, was because of that, you know, Mm. and, and I asked about selling a house. I asked about having a baby. I asked about career. Everything was answered and I did it. Yeah. And whether I, I chose to do it that way, or if that's just how the universe made it go, like, I think that that was super important too, to kind of like close everything out the way that you did that. I, I think that that's so special and unique and, and really great. And, and, the, and it really shows you that once you get the conscious mind out of the way, the one that's so focused on the physical world that right. we live in, you right. tap into that unified field, that expansive energy, your Akashic records, you can pull the information that you need from within you. Yeah, you know? totally. And I don't totally. mean just like, oh, I have the answers. I mean, you have the answers. You have the answers and you just have to listen to yourself. And also, I think most importantly is you have to trust yourself. Yes. Like just trust your instinct. Exactly. You know, and that's the biggest thing is that most people don't trust themselves. So how can they trust anything outside of them? Yeah. That's where the biggest issue with trust comes from. And you have to trust yourself. I mean, I found myself going against a lot of people's, you know, opinions. People were very opinionated when you're pregnant. And I found, I was like, I don't want to do what you're doing. Like, I respect that you're doing it that way, but I'm going to do it my way because I know it's right for me. Yeah. And I'm glad I did certain things that were right for me because it ended up in the long run being better for my baby or being better for my health or my sanity, you know? Um, So I think it's important just to trust your gut. It really is. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it, when we go back into that space, um, you won't see the same things that you saw before, no. unless there's, unless there's more information in there for you. But generally what happens is a whole new slew of stuff. Cause you cracked open that level of your consciousness right. and what comes in and layers in after that is on just other levels. Cause when I do repeat yeah. ones, the stuff that comes through for people is just on other levels. So, Oh, that- I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be so fun. And I wouldn't be surprised if you do see some Egyptian stuff or and then some. And I have more questions like that yeah. I want to answer now. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. more stuff that's happened in my life. Like I feel like I've had a rebirth, like, right. We've talked about this, like that you have your own rebirth, you know, when you have a baby and I feel like I've had a rebirth and now I'm ready to know more about that. It's so incredible. Well, do you have a parting message for uh, any anyone that's listening, something that you want to give to them? Um, I would say trust your gut. 
it's always the most important. And truthfully, you know, I, I did, and it steered me in the right direction. And if you feel called to something, whether that be being called to like I was being called to you to do a past life regression therapy session, you know, or, you know, being called for work or being called to a certain person or, you know, writing a text, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever you feel called to do, do it. Um, life is short. Um, life is important and everything is a learning experience. And it may feel like the world is out to get you and like you're falling apart. And trust me, I experienced that quite recently, you know, after my birth, like everything kind of fell apart for me, for me, not for her, but, and I thought like, what did I do to deserve this? Like, why, why is this happening to me? Um, but everything happens for a reason. Everything is a story. And, you know, if you feel called to do something, do it. Mm, I love that. And, and finding the opportunities within challenges and and knowing that it really is part of all of the process and the process has the ebb and the flow, the rise and the fall. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Well, I would love people to check out your podcast. How can they find the podcast? Um, You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast. It's called Emotional Support, spelled emotional support. And it's loads of fun. Our episode's great. We're going to have to do another one. And we have to talk about the past life. And just, we have to do another past life regression therapy session. I know. I got to make sure I I got, got her on the boob and and get that (laughs) done with. And as soon as that's done, we're going to go right back into the subconscious. Uh, I love that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you talking with me today. I love you. You're the best. And it felt like we were just crawled into the stars and just played like little kids once again. That's what it feels like. (laughs) Thank you. And have a wonderful day. I had a dream about us in the astral planes. We were in um, a Thailand, we were in a Thai like land, like a Thai land. I want to be in Thailand right now. We were, there was this big, beautiful building and we got on this boat and we were like, we were going to eat or something. And we were going to try to get on this boat. There was like three other women maybe sitting on the side, but we got on this boat and we were going to go somewhere and your dog came and, and was there. And I was like, your dog sat at the back of the boat like this. Which one, which one, Peewee or Dottie? Peewee, Peewee. (gasps) Peewee. Yep. And so Pee was sitting there and looking and looking out at the back. And I was like, oh, Sandra, I was like, is he okay there? He's going to be fine, right? He's going to be fine, right? Like, he's not going to flip off the back. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. He's, he's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's good because he was just like this. Oh, looking yeah, out I the mean, back. But that's so Pee Wee. Like, to be like protecting the, the behind us to make yeah. sure we were okay on the yeah. boat. Because it was open. It was like an open back of the boat and he was watching back there. And I was like, okay, he's watching out. Okay. He's okay. Okay. Yeah. My boy. I totally forgot to tell you that. Oh my God. I love that. So cool. I'm ready for Thailand.